0: Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. I am so glad, Sebastian, that you are back after a short leave where you've been working on different projects. And um, as we know, Father's Day is approaching and I know you have a special treat. You have something very special reserved for Christian men that are listening in our audience.
0: I do have a special treat and it feels good to be back and I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for taking over the podcast for, what was it, three weeks, Liz?
1: Yeah, something like that. Well,
0: appreciate it and uh, I'm sure our listeners benefited from that. But now I'm back and yes, uh, I do have a treat for our, our male listeners, especially if you're fathers because it is Father's Day this Sunday. and. I want to talk about something that really, really inspired me as a youth to prepare for manhood, to prepare for marriage, to prepare for fatherhood. I'm going to talk about a book that was written by Stu Weber, and the book was written quite a while back because I remember hearing an an interview with him, and I was in my early 20s. So, I don't have the exact publication date, but the book in question was The Four Pillars of a Man's Heart. And when I was in my early 20s, he was on a TV program and he was being interviewed about that book. And those who know my backstory know that I didn't have the best childhood idea. My parents divorced twice. And uh, as I was considering marriage, even though I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, I I wanted to get married. That was something that was very dear to my heart. It was a desire I had. I wanted to have children. But I felt very ill-prepared for the task of uh, being a leader in the home, uh, being a good husband, being a good father. I didn't feel I was equipped for the task. And if, if we're honest, guys, many of us, even those of us who grew up in a very solid Christian household might not feel quite up to the challenge, you know? I mean, of course, if you, if you were raised in a solid Christian household, it equips you better. You might feel a bit, maybe even a lot more confident than most to tackle this huge responsibility, uh, blessing. Anyway, there's so many things attached to being married, to being a father but not not all of us uh, feel adequate to tackle this task. And I was one of those uh, young men who really didn't feel adequate. So when I heard Stu Weber on that TV program, uh, I think it was Life today, anyway. So he was being interviewed and he had written this book, The Four Pillars of a Man's Heart. And it touched such a deep core within me. And I remember at the time I shared it with a friend because I was like, you got to listen to this guy because I had taped Uh, I think it was spread over two episodes uh, that he was being interviewed. So the four pillars of a man's heart are, number one, the king. In every man's heart, there is a king. And it's so adequate since we've been talking so much on our uh, podcast about the kingdom of God, about how God has made us into kings. For his kingdom so he's the king of kings Jesus is the king of kings so we're all little kings in his kingdom Uh, and I think that many men they feel there is a king inside some sometimes for for some of us he's buried very very deep beneath but he's there nonetheless and that that king is there to provide And uh, the four pillars, what you need to understand when we're talking about pillars, we're talking about a pillar is something that upholds a structure. When you have a, a building and you have pillars upholding it, the pillars need to be very, very strong and straight up. If they bend on one side or another, the whole structure will collapse. So it's very important when you consider each pillar, that these pillars are strong and straight and not crooked. For example, the pillar of the king in a man's heart. If he leans too much on one side, he might become a tyrant. Or if he leans too much on the other side, he might lack the authority to lead and be too much of a kind of a wuss or a carpet or or someone who, who doesn't earn any respect in any way. So there's a delicate balance in the king pillar, for someone who serves, but also for someone who leads. So the king pillar has to be very, very strong. And there's a, a, a concerning the king pillar. There's a quote I found that's by Bill Johnson that epitomizes exactly what this should mean for a man on how his king pillar should be lived out. Okay. Bill Johnson said this, he said, Rule with the heart of a servant and serve with the heart of a king. That's the perfect balance of the pillar of a king. So we are to rule with the heart of a servant. In other words, we are to be servant leaders. That's exactly what the Lord Jesus, what King Jesus himself taught us, to be servant leaders but we are to serve with the heart of a king. So while you're serving, don't forget who you are. The Lion King will be making a comeback this summer. It was a movie that I absolutely loved when I, when I was younger because of the lessons. And also, uh, had, there, there was many, many, many lessons in that movie for, for young uh, kids. But also, it was one of the rare movies uh, of Disney where the father is the strong figure, uh, as opposed to a mother in most movies, but uh, as most Disney movies, the, the parents, they just get killed off. But although Mufasa gets killed off in the movie, the lessons that he taught Simba in that movie were very, very... They, they, they it, He was taught by a good king. Mufasa was the epitome of the good, strong king with a servant's heart. And it's funny because I was looking at the preview of the, the, the upcoming um, like, I guess you could call it real life version, but of course, it's not real life. It's still animated, but with computers today. And there was a, a quote in the preview. Uh, it says a king, a good king always looks for what he can give, not for what he can gain. I, I kind of messed up the quote there, but that's exactly what it meant. And it was Mufasa in the, the trailer that's actually saying that. It's his voice, uh, James Earl Jones. And I think that's exactly it. A good king looks for what he can give. And that's what King Jesus taught us, to be servant leaders, to give of ourselves. Uh, He said that the the one who is willing to serve the most will be, you know, the one who will be elevated the most by God. So uh, do you have anything to add on the king pillar, Elizabeth? We're talking to fathers, we're talking to men. Is there anything that you've seen either in your father or in men in general, or maybe even in me, and, and I'm going to brace for impact? That <laughs> would be a lesson for our no, listeners. I, Is there I, something that you've, you've you've noticed that you're like, you I know what I think?
1: I think that really goes back to our roots. You know how um, how it's sort of like in you know in uh, women, you know, to want to be like princesses and queens, and I think. Uh, the same thing for men. It's like in our identity that God has put in inside of us because there's a bigger picture that, you know, who we're serving. We have a great calling. A great calling and that we're part of God's kingdom, right? So I think it's really a nice way to to be reminded and to, to have that kind of mindset because I think some Christian men can get you know a little without wanting to you know uh, they want they mean well and they want to apply the servant leader and sometimes they lack the backbone that goes with the king aspect so it's having that nice balance and that strong mindset of a king Mm. that leads you know with assurance and with love and um but with authority as well yes it's not like you said you know being um you know that that guy that's just that yes man and and um i think that that's really important i think as as a wife to be able to feel like you can you know have advice that you can get advice and and guidance from your husband as um a smart leader in that way and also as you you raise your daughters right um daughters sense these things they sense when their father is confident and mm. how he they leads. need that they need it, they
0: need a good a good king
1: exactly as a you, father. you need that and um you know when i i look at the kids and i see that with jason as well huh? it, they, they need that strong backbone sometimes and they that level-headed leadership that knows where he's going that says no it's gonna be like this for this and this reason and and guides them and explains things even if they don't always like where it's going but that they understand it has to be that way for their own good mm. and so all that together i think that place as opposed to just a great you know father type leader that just serves his family and not enough authority there has to be that good balance you yeah. know but authority with love
0: yeah like a, a very well balanced pillar yeah like I was saying earlier exactly yeah, it's
1: very important
0: so which brings us to number two the the second pillar in a man's heart remember there's four now we're number two the second pillar is the warrior mm-hmm. not the worrier the oh. warrior <laughs> and the warrior pillar in a man's heart is because every man is meant to protect. Every man has a calling to protect those under his care and for most men that's our family, that's our wives, that's our children and uh, doesn't matter you know uh, if you're 5'6 or if you're 6'5, you have the warrior pillar inside of your heart. And again, we need a strong pillar that stands up, that's very, very straight. You don't want a pillar that's out of balance. And what happens when the warrior pillar in a man's heart gets off balance? Well, you end up with a brute. If it tilts too much on one side, you have a brute who can abuse his wife, beat his wife, beat his children, become violent. That is a pillar that is not straight up. And the other, if it, if, it, if it leans too much on the other side, well, you end up with, with a man with, like you were saying earlier, no backbone. Uh, you don't feel like, he, like he's there for you to protect you, that he's, that, that, that he, that he's strong, that he wants to, to uh, that he would put himself between you and danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that in a man, usually, Men have that that instinct of, I'm going to protect you. I We, we protect those we love. Uh, but sometimes men fail at that. And um, there was a, a lady on Facebook that's one of my friends and uh, wrote uh, a long post uh, this week. I'm not going to mention her name, of, of course, but uh, I, and I was reading her post and she was complaining that uh, her brother-in-law was a brute and uh, when he came over with his... With his uh, his wife, which happened to be the sister of her husband. um, He would always make comments, make her feel uncomfortable, make uh, very, very disgraceful comments, uh, even uh, get too close and make her feel uncomfortable because he was kind of making awkward advances towards her. And uh, there were many, many replies on her post. but. I'm just going to boil it down. A lot of people were saying, where's your husband in this? Like, why doesn't he stand up between you and that, that mm-hmm. guy? Or what doesn't he, why doesn't he say to his sister, look, until your husband behaves, he can't come over. Or he's making my wife uncomfortable or, or, or something, just anything. And, uh, and she was saying, well, he's, he's not really confrontational. Well, see, that was a pillar that was leaning the, the, the other way. Right. I was talking about the brute, but th- this was did, a pillar. He wants, that he'd
1: rather stay out of it. It was because... so
0: non-confrontational that he was not doing his role. He was not fulfilling his warrior pillar. He was not doing what he's supposed or required to do by God. I think there's a, a just balance in a man's heart for the when it comes to the warrior pillar that will make a man without making him violent will make him stand up and that's what it's all about to stand up between your loved ones and potential danger or anything that could potentially harm them and it it doesn't have to be necessarily something physical although it can be it can be a spider it can be a physical threat but it can also and should also be for christian men for believers anything spiritual that you find that could harm your family. It could be uh, the music to listen to, the, the, uh, the movies they watch and stuff like that. And, and I myself have failed in, in the past at that at times. And uh, sometimes my wife, to my shame, my wife would, would be redressing me and saying, where were you on that one? Like, you weren't standing up between whatever was on TV that day and your kids. And uh, that's also part of the warrior pillar, be- being able to stand up for, for the integrity of your household, to make sure that nothing comes in there that's going to harm them, that's going to compromise their morals, compromise the, what they're learning. So that's also part of the warrior pillar. Which brings us to the third pillar. you have anything to add, Liz? Sorry.
1: Yeah, just um, before you go to the next one. Yeah. Um, I think in the what I've seen oftentimes in church is that because we're so taught, you know, God is love. He wants us to love everybody, love, keep love, the love. peace. Um, men tend to forget about that warrior side um, because probably, you know, like in the 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 story that you mentioned earlier with that lady in Facebook. Either yeah, turn the other cheek kind of. Either thing. Yeah. he didn't want to be part of that just because he didn't want to confront the that man because you know he's a brute or whatnot, and he doesn't want to get into a fist fight or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, or it's you know the mentality where well I'm gonna show peace show love you know they're related so I can't uh, I want to be this good image this good Christian image so I won't you know speak up but all along it's hurting it's you know hurting the feelings and being very disrespectful towards his wife and even to the point where she feels like threatened, sh- she felt threatened, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's getting out of hand. So I think it's really important to remember that, you know, that yes, God wants us to show peace and love, and um, you know we're not to to go out of our ways, you know, to to create um, situations where we we pick up a fight with somebody, obviously. But it's important to respect our wives and uh, it's really Im- important to have that, um, you know, that protective side mm-hmm. when it comes to your children. Like you said, spiritual warfare as well, you know, spiritual warrior, praying for your family and being there for them in in the spiritual side yeah. as well, not just, you know, the, the protective side, physic- the physical side. Yeah, I think it's really important to remember that because I don't think... Uh, you know, if Jesus had his own family on Earth, I don't think he would have stood for something like that. No. Uh, we we've seen what he did in the temple, just when people yeah. were trying to steal, uh, <laughs> sell, sorry, yeah. in the in God's you know temple, how he got upset. Um, there was you know, once
0: a there was once a meme I saw on Facebook made me laugh. It's it said, uh, when you ask what would Jesus do. Always remember that making a whip, using it, and flipping tables might be an option. That's what it said. i laughed laugh because yeah, our Lord had justified anger that at that moment. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was violent. It was a violent reaction. He actually made himself a whip mm-hmm. to flog <laughs> to flog those uh, wicked uh, uh, money changers. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, which brings us to number three the third pillar of a man's heart is the mentor in every man's heart there is a mentor and it becomes more evident as we when we become a father but for me it was early on when i met elizabeth i realized how much i liked teaching her stuff even even on our first date remember this when we went to the insectarium there was a It was like a museum where it was all insects it was our first how
1: could i forget (laughs) our
0: first date the first day we met the first date we ever had and we were in this insectarium and where they all they had all these insects
1: okay so you have to explain first off you didn't bring me to see bugs
0: I didn't bring you to see, see bugs. We were at the botanical garden in exactly. Montreal, so it was a beautiful place. There were beautiful gardens, but there was also on site this building in which you yeah. could enter and visit the insectarium, where they showed you all the insects of the world, basically.
1: Which is somewhere I would have probably not just not gone. entered, no. but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, but
0: but they were no. Most of them were like dead in in a, in a glass, you yes. know, and with the scientific name underneath and all that, but. I remember I was kinda proud to explain to her the anyway, what one particular wasp did to it was the Pepsis wasp, what it did to tarantulas because I hated tarantulas. I think they're gross and disgusting. I'm not a guy who likes spiders. So I was talking about the warrior earlier. Well you should see me when I have to kill a spider. I have improved, <laughs> mind you. I have improved a lot through the years. Now I I, I just crushed them with my fist and a Kleenex that which is much better than the way I was when I was a young married lad, but...
1: Yeah, I would crush them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I manned up. I manned up. I'm proud of it now. Now I'm the one who kills the spiders. But anyway, I was explaining to her how this particular wasp, which was much smaller than a tarantula, actually killed the tarantula and then laid her eggs on the paralyzed tarantula. And when the uh, the larvae... Uh, <laughs> were born they would feast on the paralyzed spider and I was like this is my favorite wasp in the whole world don't you find this awesome and she was kind of grossed out
1: and then I looked at him and th- thought wow he really knows his a lot insects of, he does he read he a lot of, <laughs> a lot of his books on insects in his spare time
0: but that was the mentor <laughs> that was all this to say that that was my mentor pillar who wanted to teach And the same, see, the mentor pillar can also be off balance. If all you do is always trying to teach, 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 you can become annoying. And uh, the reverse can also be said of the strong, silent types. Those who never talk when they should, who let pass teachable moments, especially with your kids. Right. You have these teachable moments. And I've become quite a pro at handling teachable moments, right, Liz? I mean, yes. I've become quite proficient at that. Yes. When there's a teachable moment, oftentimes I'm going to tell them a story from my childhood, a story from the Bible, uh, something I saw in a movie once, and, and uh, most of the time they're not annoyed. They will stay there to listen to the story. Other times they just run off, and I, I, I'm just <laughs> speaking to the wall. But. Uh, I've, I've I've developed quite a knack for these teachable moments, and they're very very important uh, for um, your children, but also for you as a mentor to develop that sense of timing and that um, to let out the, those because it's uh, as a mentor, it's fun to teach, especially your kids because they have so much to learn, right?
1: Yeah, and if your your kids are a lot older and out of the house and you have all this wisdom and knowledge, why not mentor somebody that um, is in your church, somebody younger that that needs that father figure, that doesn't have a father figure?
0: Absolutely. Always be willing, open, and ready for any younger man who might be in your surrounding that you might not be aware of, who might kind of hint... At, because men we're not good at asking for directions so it's gonna be kind of rare that a younger man is gonna to come to you and say hey you know what I think you're full of wisdom and I would like to be mentored by you uh, so you kind of have to be in sync with what goes on around you sometimes you're gonna notice when that younger man wants to spend more time with you asks you a lot of questions that those those might be hints that hey I'd like to be mentored by you, or I'd like to spend more time, like a big brother, you know, I like that, move, that movement, that program, Big Brothers and Sisters of America. That's a good thing. It, 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 it creates mentors and um, mentees, and it's a really, really good thing. And in church, we need that. We desperately need strong, committed men who love God, who are willing to give of, of that time, of that wisdom, when, the, when it's appropriate.
1: Yeah, and you know sometimes um, there's there's men that you know really love to have uh, to be around children and um, have you know I, I'm I know like I'm I'm saying this like scenario in my head, but I've seen it many times. Some men that have already quite a few children, three or, or four children, uh, oftentimes you know will have other kids over uh, on the street. So you know other. Uh, children that are friends with their kids and it's really important to take those moments you know sometimes you'll notice that there's some of these kids that mm. come around a lot more yeah oftentimes are kids that don't have that family uh, bond and they don't have that family unity yeah
0: they might come from a divorced uh, maybe a single mom or maybe the dad's not around so they exactly. they, so they like being in your house because you're there and and, and it's kind of subtle you won't always notice it but um, a preacher was one once telling the story, he was at the playground with his son and, you know, the monkey bars and his his son was going on the monkey bars and he said it was the most fascinating thing. As I was encouraging my son and praising him for his prowess on the monkey bars, mm-hmm. all these other young boys on the playground came and they, they, they went on the monkey bars and they said, look at me, mister. I'm doing it too, mister. Yeah, yeah. They, boys today they need that desperately need because we live in and let's face it one of the main crises in in north america today is absent fathers and a lot of boys are raised by mothers and no fathers and they desperately crave and need that male encouragement. Mm-hmm. They need a male, a, a, an adult male, to encourage them and tell them that what they're, they're doing is great because they don't have that dad at home. And and if you are a dad and you, and and you you have access to your child every day, great, I mean, you you can do that on a daily basis. But if if you know some of you guys might be listening to me and you might be divorced. And maybe you see your kids only on weekends or maybe every other week. Uh, Those times are going to become so crucial for your children to have you there, to encourage them and to praise them and to make them feel loved and um, make those pillars shine in their lives, make them see that king, warrior, mentor. And number four, we're going to talk about the, the last pillar, the friend in the heart of every man there is a friend that is there to connect so the king is there to provide the warrior is there to protect the mentor is there to teach and the friend is there to establish a such a vital human connection you know when when uh, god created adam and everything was good in his creation the first thing that wasn't good in his creation was that the man was alone The man didn't have anyone to connect with. So that's why God took from his side uh, the woman and created the woman from from the rib, from the side of the man. It was to create that, that vital connection partner, that friend, that vital connection that human beings need. We are social animals, some of us more than others. I mean, some men are loners. I myself, uh, you know, I I have to struggle sometimes. I have to overcome my pride to to make male friendships. It doesn't come easy to me, so I have to be more open to it, let my guard down a little bit more. But it's so important for us to have not only to be friends with our wives. That your wife should be your your best friend. I mean, that's the person you should connect with at the deepest level, aside from God. But they also have male friends you know male friendships and 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 your wife they're different they bring a different uh, dimension something Mm -hmm. uh, different elements to your life Um, so yeah in every man's heart there is that friend to connect and and your children also need to to feel that friend pillar you're their father you have the authority you have the leadership uh, you, you're going to teach them all kinds of good things. You're going to protect them. But they also need to feel like I can come and talk to my dad when I'm in trouble, when something's wrong. And it's we're not talking just when they're 6, 7, or 8 years old. We're also talking when they're 16, 17, 18, 20, 25. They, they need to feel that, hey, dad, that's my friend. Dad's not going to judge me. He's there to help me he's a friend and I can talk to him and that connection is established at a fairly young age
1: yeah absolutely
0: and as as you've noticed these four pillars the king the warrior the mentor and the friend they're all elements of the persona of Jesus Christ Jesus was the perfect man he was the fullest man I can I guess you could uh, call him And all of his four pillars were expressed in their fullest capacity. And he was the best example for us for each and every pillar. Mm -hmm. And on Father's Day, I think it's so important to reemphasize that for guys out there, for fathers out there, to cultivate those pillars. Because as I I went down the list of those four pillars, if you're like me, there's probably one of those pillars that you went like, "Hmm, you know what... I'm strong on three of those, but there's one pillar here that I know it's it's leaning. It's not solid. I need to work on that. You know, like I explained, if your four pillars aren't straight up and strong, the whole structure can collapse. You know, there's weakness in the structure and you don't want that. You know, you want your heart to be strong. You want to be a man after God's own heart. And the way to do that, the way to be that, is to be aware of those four pillars and if there is one area or one pillar that you feel is weakest, that might, you might be more vulnerable in, you can ask the father to, and pray to him and say, You know what, Lord, I'm weaker in that area, and I, and I wish you would help me to develop that more with my, my wife, my kids first, um, but in my relationships in general. So that's something you can, you can work on uh, as a father. And I I hope and pray that this has encouraged you today, because for me as a 20 something year old, maybe 21, something like that, when I heard that, that those four pillars, I was like, oh, it, it really struck a chord within me. And, and I know I'm not alone. I mean, I know guys, when they hear that, they go like, oh yeah, this is so true. We have that inside our heart. That's how we're made. That's how God made us. And, uh. We're made to be a blessing through those four pillars when they are well expressed, when they are well balanced. These four pillars make men strong. They make men a blessing for their families first, but also for the community and and in a larger sense for the the kingdom of God.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, even the the friendship part, I think, is so important as um, as your kids grow up, I think a lot of um, a lot of parents, a lot of men uh, tend to, you know, stay in that authoritative mode sometimes as their kids get older because yeah. they're bigger problems and they just want to hold on to them more so that they don't wreck their lives and, and do stupid yeah. things. But at the same time, because they're, you know, starting adolescence and they're trying to discover themselves they're trying to figure out who they are. As, as a young man, it's so important to have that friendship aspect yes. as well so that the communication keeps on flowing and they can learn from your mistakes.
0: And I think exactly. And I think that vulnerability opens up friendship. Um, if you stay, like you said, in, in authoritative mode as a parent, and you don't shift because as they grow older, you're gonna slowly shift more like a, a counselor friend counselor slash friend you know when they're young you're there to tell them pretty much what to do and 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 they have to obey because it's for their own good and they could end up hurting themselves or whatnot but as they grow older they become autonomous you know they they lead their own lives then you have to shift from that authority mode to a a more like a i'm here for you mode i I can counsel you i have experience and i've shown you my vulnerable side because for example, when when, when your, your son or daughter does something silly or, or gets in trouble or whatever, it's always good to remind them or, or, or to remind yourself how you used to be mm-hmm. or what silly thing you might've done that kind of goes along those lines so you can open up and say, you know what? What you did there, uh, it reminded me of a story when I was a kid or when I was a young man or whatever. And then you tell them, how that didn't play right for you? How that? How did it didn't go well for you? You're kind of showing them, look, I made mistakes too, but here's what I've learned from that mistake, and then you can step in and kind of help them in their own whatever they're they're going through. But you, you in order to be a good friend, you have to be vulnerable, and um...
1: and it makes you more relatable in the sense that I I've noticed that when Sebastian will identify to to you know so jason for example and he'll say oh i remember when i was that age i did that certain thing and this and this happened and and jason really really listens he
0: really does to it, that it, it strikes a chord in him he yeah. really pays attention all of a sudden it, he, like
1: his dad is more relatable yeah right? he's like
0: a human being like him it's yeah like, oh he's like me like he, he's yeah he's not just my dad but he, he used to be a young boy, and oh, he's learned stuff. Oh, okay, maybe I should pay attention. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly. So using that angle is so important. And as you, uh, as you grow up, as your kids grow, the same thing. Like I, I remember I was very, very close to, to my mom because of that, because she was able to talk to me as a friend, not only as a parent. Like She, was, she had a good balance of both so that made her more relatable I felt like I can confide in her and she cared about the little things that I was going through in school the little things that were happening in my life my daily life uh, the relationships that I had in school and this and that and that's why I try to do the same thing with my kids even if they're very young to ask them you know what what's going on in class and and I noticed that when I spend some quality time and I try to do it separate with the three kids separately I noticed that you know like my my older daughter marissa she'll start talking to me about stuff that happened in school and this and that and then she opens up a lot more they do yeah
0: yeah when 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 they feel like we're just like we used to be like them Mm. they're like oh i can i can talk to mom i can talk to dad exactly yeah so well all this to say i wish you guys a great father's day if you're a wife listening to this Make him feel like a king. And uh, if you're a man listening to this, I really hope this has blessed you. Because I, me, I, it, it blessed me so much. And I, I was very happy to share this with you guys this week.
1: So we wish you a great Father's Day. And if you want to get uh, the two books by Stu Weber that we recommend that you read as a gift for Father's Day, if you want to buy yourself that, Um, One of the books is called Along the Road to Manhood, and the other one is The Four Pillars of a Man's Heart. And And
0: another one that Stu Weber wrote, uh, before I forget, I think it was uh, The Tender Warrior. The Tender Warrior. And I think for the warrior pillar, Mm -hmm. that defines exactly what we're supposed to be. And uh, in my book, Lead Like Superhero, one of the chapters was on Optimus Prime. And for those who grew up in the 80s who love Transformers, He's
1: that exactly is exactly
0: that. <laughs> what Optimus. Brought. that's why he struck a chord with so as a character with so many young boys of maybe I don't know five to 15 almost, because he was that tender warrior, right. It kind of it kind of sounds contradictory. And yet when you are that, you will bless so many people. Anyway, so the, the other book is Tender Warrior by Stu Weber.
1: So we'll leave the links um, in the post of this uh, podcast. So you can check it at thrivingonpurposepodcast.com. So we wish you a great Father's Day. Be blessed.
0: And thrive on. Thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.